gentlemen, welcome to Movie Breaks. Hello everybody and welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that could be bitten by every chimpanzee in Outbreak and 28 Days Later and emerge unscathed. Because we're pickled. I'm Eric Warner. <laughs> and I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> How's it going, man? Oh, it's going good now. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Yep. Been uh, one of those been one of those weekends. So yes, it, this is yes, yes it yeah. has. Everybody's screaming for bring on warm weather and I don't really care. Uh, and yeah, the amount of sickness that's been in my house for the last couple of weeks, I'm I'm starting to go bring on warm weather. <laughs> Somebody yeah. needs some fresh air around here. Yeah, uh, mainly my one-year-old and my three-year-old have been <laughs> sick for weeks. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to start. Yeah. We got uh, obviously uh, our regular segments. We're going to do uh, a roulette. We're going to do recently watched. We have a new segment that we're bringing up called the theater ticket lottery, in which we'll pull tickets from the theater out of our boxes that we've saved for literally decades and we'll just chit chat about them see what that what comes from that but i wanted to start off tonight with a question a question for eugene but not present day eugene i want to this is for past eugene 19 let's say about circa 1995 okay okay clear your mind go back to that time space your 1995 eugene are you okay, ready? So I'm 20, uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out how old I was. 20-ish, 21-ish, maybe. Uh, okay. Well, that would have been about when you graduated. You probably been yeah. 18, 18? No, 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 like... I was. I graduated in 93. Oh, So I okay. would have been 20 yeah. years old, yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I am, yes. Uh, in 20 years, we're going to be sitting around chatting up Jim Warnowski. Your reaction? Who's that guy? <laughs> oh, you would have known him back then. <laughs> Jim Warnowski. Uh, actually, no, you're right. I would have because I would have watched Chopping Mall by then. Uh, yeah. Because that was the first movie I watched with with him as a director. Um, I would have laughed and been like, what do you mean we're going to be talking about him? Like, in, <laughs> on what? On what device? <laughs> oh, a, a phonograph. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what is this computer thing that you speak of? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I just think that's a, that's funny that we've been chatting with him this week and oh and yes, the, yes, on the on the book of faces. <laughs> yes, yes, we're friends with him, and he yeah. he he chimes in regularly. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is amusing. His responses are always quick and short, and if uh, and, and only one, he never responds twice. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, so it's, once and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, maybe one yeah. day down the road we'll have him on the show. You know, and the thing, then, is, the, the, the thing is, that could totally happen. I could actually see, like, hey, would you be interested? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, are you on now? Are we recording now? Go. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, I'm, in I'm on day three of a nine-day script writing session, so I need you to break it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh. let's go to the roulette. As we kick off every show, and we had, uh, I had your next, and you had Damn Nation. Nation. Not a horror movie, but actually a documentary about dams. Yes. And I'm very excited to see what you have to say about this, so okay. I'll let you go first. Uh, yeah, so upon your recommendation, because you really raved about this movie, and the last roulette that we did was, uh, was previously seen, and we... You know, thumbs up, all that good stuff. We want the other person to watch it. Well, uh, because of how much you ranted about Damnation, I had to watch that. 
And immediately, I think just like you said, immediately within the first, I'm not even sure if it was five minutes, I was like, this this is going to be good. Some documentaries you can just tell, this is going to be good. Uh, the filmmaking was fantastic. Uh, this is great use of high-definition cameras. Um, just immediately the opening, I'm like, this this looks fantastic. The narration is good. And not only that, it, not just the technical aspects, but the actual storyline to this to this documentary was fantastic. Fantastic. Infuriating. Uh, <laughs> infuriating, but fantastic. So I, it, it was great. Um, and it's one of those things where I, I don't want to talk too much about the plot other than it is about dams and how they're hurting the environment. Uh, the the less I, I hate to say the less you more the the less you know about this the better just because it is that good to when you're watching it to just oh man wow and then another oh man I can't believe that yeah and then like oh you idiot politician guy shut up and you're you're a paid politician douchebag shut yeah. up yeah yeah and so it's just it's that's definitely one I'll be rewatching guaranteed I'll be rewatching that one. I agree, and it was one that, um, after watching the first time, I could have watched it a couple days later. Like, I was yeah. considering it, just because of how much yeah. I enjoyed watching that movie. And I'm sure that something like that wouldn't even be considered for uh, an Oscar for Best Documentary. And it should be. Like, I haven't, I don't know if I've seen any of the this year's Best of Documentaries, but that was fantastic. I think that might have actually been a 2013, and I think there are rules with... Uh, certain amount of theater releases to be eligible for Oscar, and I don't know that it was. Um, okay. I'd have to look into that a little bit more, yeah. but I believe that's been out for a year or two, so, okay. yeah. Um, anything that's else it. To Okay. Huge yeah. thumbs up. Yep, great. it was a great great recommendation. Awesome. Oh, well, it was an easy recommend, because I, even after I watched it, I was like, oh, that's that's a no-brainer. I guarantee that you will enjoy it. That's totally up your alley. Oh, yeah. I knew, I yep, knew you'd and it, it was. Yep. Uh, okay, I had your next, which is one that you've been wanting to get me to watch, been trying to get me to watch for quite some time, from 2011. When the Davison family moves, uh, comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway, the gang of mysterious killers soon learns that one of the victims harbors a secret talent for fighting back. Uh, yeah, I'm giving this a thumbs up. It was good. Is it one I'm going to rewatch every year or a lot? Probably not. Uh, I, but I did enjoy pretty much everything about it. Um... It's just kind of a boy. How do you describe this thing for a non-horror fan? Uh, slasher movie. Uh, that's not a slasher movie. Home invasion movie. That's not quite a home invasion movie. Uh, the tagline is. I was going to mention something about that because it made me laugh. Oh, for pity's sake! Come on. Did you remember to lock your door? <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because. No. The killers are in the house from the get-go, and that's... Yeah. I'm not spoiling anything, and that's in the first ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, um. I loved, I loved the, sco- I, the score to the movie was great. Um, I loved the almost 80s-style uh, techno-y type stuff that they were using towards the end. And I just... I, everybody was essentially an asshole in the movie, but they were, I hate to say, almost likable assholes. I liked, I liked all of them, and it wasn't like... Oh, I'm so annoyed by you people. It was a, ah, I get it. They're kind of obnoxious, but in a, I'm totally into this sort of way. If that makes sense. Sometimes it does make sense. Movie, and it does make sense. And I agree there. It was very well written. The characters were, were well written. Um, yeah. it was very unique and different in that, 
uh, instance, and that's why it was very enjoyable to watch. Um, I was curious where it's going to go, who's going to die next. That was all interesting because the characters were interesting. It wasn't cliche. Yeah, Um, I know. And where it could have very easily slipped into that, it was not. I will say that a lot of the plot points were kind of predictable. It was just figuring out who fit into yeah. which slot, you know. Yeah, but, I know. But but the dialogue and and the interactions along the, along the way were were interesting and were funny and in some spots in the right spots and uh, just I don't know. It's hard to describe. Where it's funny because certain things happen that you expect to happen. The girl running out the front door, mm-hmm. uh, and then other things ha- that you could almost call it a cliche, but at the same time, it's very anti-cliche. It's it's a good mix, and it was a unique, good film. If you're yeah. looking for a slasher, you're a horror fan. This is one not to be missed. It's, yeah, it's. I'm good. glad you liked. It. I yeah. I figured you you weren't going to come back saying, "Ah, oh, I hated that thing." I I wasn't sure no. if you were going to be like, "Yeah, it was okay," or. That was, was Jim in the Rough, yeah. Again, a testament to the writing. Uh, we talk about this a lot. You didn't have anybody to root for. You had one character to really root for. And yeah. then, um, as you said, a lot of the people were a-holes, and they absolutely were, but at the same time, they weren't making me mad because they were witty enough or funny enough in, in the exactly, intro where yeah. it was like, okay, cool, you know, even though I hate you and I'm supposed to hate you, I'm not like getting mad or anything you know it's yeah like, and I, I never was once like oh i hate this person i'm like yeah ah, they're they're i can't stand this person but in a in a good way i guess <laughs> even the guy with the arrow in his back who was the oh, biggest, was great he was, he the, was biggest the biggest of the a-holes even when he had the arrow in his back i know still but for cracking, some reason, cracking wise <laughs> i know i liked that so uh but i liked it like that whole filmmaking group uh kind of encompasses like the vhs series and they're kind of their own yeah. little click I guess you could say and so I think that's really cool you know Ty West and then and this this director just recently made um the guest which I thought was very good I liked I liked your next better but you actually might like the guest better I've heard a lot of uh rumblings on the on the interwebs about the guest and a lot of split opinion it seems a lot of people are love it or hate it which is interesting so I, I I'm yeah. that one's definitely on my list uh I'll watch it sometime um yeah and yeah i did get that feel that house of the devil feel a little bit that ty yeah. west yeah I, I definitely got that feel and uh, yeah obviously ty west you said was in it and the one actor from house of the devil was in it yeah uh, anyway so. okay let's move on to the next cool round. yep good thumbs up there on both counts good. it seems good. we're good at selecting movies that we've seen now let's get on to selecting crap we haven't seen and forcing the other person to watch it yes as we charge into a blind roulette yeah. Well, why don't you go? For, I want you to go. You, I feel like I usually go first in okay. giving you the selection. So why don't you? Why don't you dish out what I'm going to be watching? Okay. No problem. I will do that as soon as I can bring this up. Come on. Why is it the first movie that I I try and bring up? It's always difficult. <laughs> it can't just pop right up. Hmm. You're supposed to have an answer for that. I'm, I'm um, asking a serious I guess question. The only, yeah. Is there any documentaries about Cannibal Corpse out there that I would be maybe that you should throw up there? Or uh, no, or? Yeah, but that's just too easy. I know you'd pick it. I, I need. <laughs> <you> to... <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that, folks, is what Eugene gets prepared for uh, for movie freaks is listening to death metal. So now you know. <laughs> now you know where my brain is at before we start recording. Maybe I just can't spell. Finally, yes. <laughs> it's a d- 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 great music that goes into... And then I'm like, okay, now I'm at a good place for the podcast taping. 
Okay, first up from tw uh, 2015. Okay, uh, basically, since we're doing a blind one again, I try and come up with new stuff. I don't want to go back to the old list, but they haven't added a lot of horror for me to throw at you. So I was able to come up with three um, new ones, and then I was like, I'm going to have to revert to the old list because there's nothing here. But I dug and dug and dug and found three crap fests horror that you might have seen, might not have, I have no idea, um, across all of time. I'm curious to see if you've seen any of these, but they all okay. look like ones that might be interesting or might be gems or something like that, and so I'm going to throw them at you, and if you've seen them, we'll check them off and go to the old list. But, you know, I try and throw you horror, but you're hard to oh, find yeah. horror for. Okay, first up <laughs> is a sci-fi film from 2015. This is on my queue. I want to watch it, maybe. But maybe I'll see if it's a bomb first. Throw it at you. Parallels. Uh, this sci-fi adventure follows a small band of people journeying across multiple parallel Earths to help a scattered family reunite. Starring nobody I recognize or directed by anybody I recognize. But maybe it's good. Maybe. Yeah, I almost added that one for you. I almost did, and then I didn't. I'm not sure why I didn't, because I thought that that's, that's a great premise for a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, I, that one sounds very interesting. So, right okay. right off the bat, you're, yeah, you're coming out of the gate swinging here, because oh, that one there just is... just wait, we're going to dive into some crap, let me tell you. Down, down the line <laughs> here, it's going to get interesting. Okay. Here we go. Uh, this is the next safe bet. From 2014, is your documentary entry, My Own Man. Uh, David, the filmmaker, is 40 years old, but still doesn't feel like a man. Not a real man, anyway. When his wife becomes pregnant with a boy, David's manhood insecurities deepen, and he goes on a quest to uh, discover his manhood, or what makes him a man. I'm uh, breaking short the uh, paragraphs of breakdown on IMDb, but it seemed like a good, uh, seemed good, it's got pretty good reviews. Uh, so anyway, there's your Netflix, uh, documentary. It's a Netflix documentary as well, sorry. Um, next up is By the Gun from 2014. This is action, thriller, crime, drama. Nick, a young Boston Italian trying to find purpose in the ideology of the mafia and finding his world turned upside down. Starring Ben Barnes, who's a decent name. He's been up, he's been in some stuff. And... Once again, no tagline. Sorry. Okay, now we're starting to get into what might be un considered underbelly. Okay. From 1976. Ooh. <laughs> Devil's Kiss. Devil's Kiss. I definitely have not seen that. Former Countess Claire and Professor Gruber conduct occult research in... Castle ba uh, the castle basement of Count Victor, reanimating people to kill for them. And that is just completely different than the Netflix synopsis. Let me see if I can find that one real quick. <laughs> Everybody wait on the pod while we use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's Kiss. The There it is. The Netflix one was sounded better. To avenge her husband's death. Raven-haired psychic Claire joins forces with a telepathic professor, a chrome-dome zombie, and Satan himself. Hmm. Uh, the director is Jordi Gigio, G-I-G-O. I don't know if that's uh, one of your underbelly names. Yeah. Yeah, La Perversa. Yeah, on on Netflix, the uh, it's I think this is a Spanish movie. 
uh, it, try to pronounce the actual Spanish name of Devil's Kiss. It ends with, it's La Perversia Caricia de, de Satan. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm like, okay. Oh, so right up your alley is what you're telling yes, me. Yes, you know, of course. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we're getting, we're, there's more to come. Uh, okay. Next up from 1982, uh, Oasis of the Zombies. Oh, boy. During World War II, the Nazis buried millions in gold in the Sahara Desert. Robert Blabbert sets out to find it, unaware of the dangers that await. So, I mean, and the poster looks really sweet, uh, probably, uh, and probably too sweet. Yeah. You know (laughs) who directed that, right, though? That's um, uh, Jess Franco. Yes, I was going to mention that. I forgot. We talked about him last episode. Yes, we did. He's not James Franco. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, boy, you're you're dishing them out today. Wow. <laughs> well, this is all your this is your wheelhouse. I'm surprised you haven't. I found two, and I old, haven't seen it. I found two yeah. old horror movies you haven't seen. I have not seen these. Okay, now we're gonna get into the this is the last one. This is the real, the real of the real crap. Maybe, maybe it's something though from 2011. It's called Dead Ball. Baseball Dead Ball. prodigy Jubei Yaku. Taksaguchi is the most feared and dangerous juvenile delinquent in all of Japan. After accidentally causing the death of his father with a superpowered deadly fireball pitch, he swore off baseball and became a criminal. And the IMDb synopsis goes on and on and on. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to think of... Uh, it reminded me of one other movie that we watched similar to this. Let me see what the Netflix one says. Mm-mm. Uh, after landing in reform school, a baseball phenom who's sworn off the sport is forced to join the reformatory team, who, which literally plays for blood. Again, starring Taksaguchi. And we talked about him. He was the star mm-hmm. of Versus. We talked about him the last episode or two. Yeah, but, and you didn't have good things to say. No, <laughs> but this is Dead Ball, and it's from 2011, so it's a little older. Maybe it's okay. Maybe. <laughs> I like to give you options. Uh, yeah. If, oh, yeah. Now, if you want... That's my six. If you want more, I'm. We're going to the old list. Oh no no no! That's good. That's that's great. Um, I'm gonna go with parallels. Actually, what? Uh, I yeah, am stunned. Uh, oh no! That sounds that, that I love that premise. Sounds great. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one. Okay, and let's not forget you still have a token. If at any point you wanna you wanna bail out and go to the next one you can cash that puppy in and move right on which this is a good one to try it on most of these i should note are in the 80 minute range only a couple of these are past that yeah so that's yeah you picked a good time to dive on one of those yeah yeah I, honestly if it wouldn't be for parallels number two would be oasis of the zombies of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> i figured it was gonna be that or devil's kiss yeah uh, yeah that would probably be number three so okay well we all right Okay, for you, I have um, just pull things up here. Isolated is the first one, uh, and this one here: a group of surfers travels to an isolated region of New Guinea in search of adventure, but they encounter human rights abuses and political strife. I believe that uh, this is a documentary. Just so you know, uh, uh, what it, year is this from? Uh, this is a new 2013. It really starring yeah. Ryan Phillippe. Well, no, I think he produced it. He's a producer. Oh, has him as top bill cast. Yeah, I guess it's his cast. Yeah, maybe he's the narrator. 
Um, oh, that sounds cool, though. Yeah, it sounds really good. And I've been looking at that one for a little bit. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. So oh, I, I didn't see that one. Okay, next. Okay. Uh, the next one is the Brass Teapot. Oh, I know about that one. Impoverished young couple finds a brass teapot that dispenses cash whenever they feel pain. But how far will they go as the teapot ups the ante? I Have you seen the trailer for it? I have not, no. I just saw it. It looks like a that, decent movie, but it's that real pretentious Wes Anderson-y, uh, oh emo, boy. hipster kind of, no, you punch me, no, I'll punch you because I love you more. Ah, well. It looks like it's probably a good movie, but nah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. and I know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, next up is a movie called Boy Wonder. A young boy witnesses the brutal murder of his mom and grows up obsessed with finding her killer, becoming a vigilante who patrols the streets. How is how have I not seen this? How does this... <laughs> that yeah, looks? I, that sounds good. That yeah, looks cool. It's, it's, it sounds it's got a cool synopsis. The reviews on IMD or on uh, Netflix are actually good, uh, really good. Uh, so, uh, anyway. Wow, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, next up is, this is this one here I had heard about um, a while ago, and I never got around to watching it. This is a total, I'm guessing you're not going to pick it because of who's in it, but uh, Rites of Passage. Nathan invites classmates and a professor to his family's ranch, but Nathan's psychotic brother and his druggy sidekick bring chaos to the outing, starring nope. Wes Bentley. <laughs> As soon as you said that, I was like, it's going to be Wes Bentley, isn't it? <laughs> um, uh, boy, that, oh, that cover's kind of cool. I know, the cover's cool, and I think that Christian Slater's in it, because he's something. Uh, it's not Christian Slater, it's Stephen Dorff. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Ooh, well, I like Stephen. Uh, but the question is, does a Stephen Dorff outweigh the horribleness of Wes Bentley? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so... Anyway, it's something. It might be good. You never you know. know. I, at most days it would, but I think you've picked better stuff uh, ahead of this. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this one here, if you don't watch, I can promise you I'm going to be watching this sometime relatively soon. And that is the 1988 Michael Dudikoff movie, Platoon Leader. A fresh West Point graduate is sent to Vietnam as an officer only to find his men won't respect him until he gets some real war experience. And this screams canon. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a canon movie. Uh, but the cover is just awesome. And it's, it's Michael Dudikoff. That's the American Ninja. That's all you need to know. Yeah. It's, so it's a Dudikoff I, picture. It's a Dudikoff. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, and the last one. Or I'll give you one more. I've got actually seven here, but I'm going to give you one more. This one here you may have seen. I thought this sounded really good. I'm actually surprised that I haven't seen it. I figured you may have, and that's Three Days of the Condor. The original? Yes. Uh, no, I have not. Uh, I love the premise, and, who, you know, this is uh, Robert Redford, Faye Dunaway. Robert Redford stars as a CIA worker who returns from lunch to find his co-workers dead. In the next 72 hours, everyone he trusts tries to kill him. That sounds like a great movie, and i like, man, I can't believe I've never watched that. I do believe I've come across this a lot on uh, a lot of top 100 lists. This is one of those that I, it's a checklist film. We got to watch it and I want to yeah. watch it bad, but oh man, you, you know, I, I would have been good if you wouldn't have added that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause well, I thought that was are, like, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, honestly, the other one I was uh, that I had on there was Dragonheart Part 3. And I'm like, you know, three days of the Condor instead of Dragonheart Part 3, because there's no way you're going to pick Dragonheart, Dragonheart no. Part 3. No, I'm not. <laughs> Dragonheart Part 1 was... Uh, was good at the time, but uh, on repeat viewing is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh man, there you, you go. really, you really gave me a curveball on that one. Uh, I'm going to take three days of the Condor. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, cool. I I got to tell you, I was really set on either Isolated or Boy Wonder. I might, I will be adding those for sure. But three days, uh, yeah, three days of the Condor. That's uh, I I love me some uh, 1970s Robert Redford. Yep. Yeah, and the, the storyline. I'm I, it, the storyline sounds so good. I'm like, I can't believe I've never heard of this or, or heard more about it. So I've heard of like the title come up on a lot of lists, but I've never got around yeah. to watching it. Uh, but yeah. I will now. Okay, cool. That wrapped up. Let's move on to our new segment: theater ticket lottery. Grab your containers. Let's All shake right. them up. Let's see what we got here. Oh, this should be interesting. Okay. Uh, okay, I, I shouldn't look. I just glance at it, and then it comes... I, I've, see, I've got uh, Ticketmaster stubs in here, too, so I shouldn't do that. Let me go... Okay, I'll go first. Oh, boy, this looks... This looks old. Uh, can I even make out what it is? From 2008... Um, the ticket, the title was too long, and the ticket was torn in half, it's from Maslin 12. Uh, in the name of, from 2008, would that be in the name of the king? Dungeon Siege? Oh boy, yeah, that, there is a good chance that's in the name of the king. Well, did you see that in the theater? Apparently. <laughs> wow. Actually, Maslin 12, I believe, if, I, I could be totally wrong on this, but I, did I see this with you? Um... I saw it with I either I saw it with either you or Ned. I think you didn't see that with me. I'm looking here. Yeah, 2007 is in the name of the king. A dungeon, a dungeon siege tale. I, I did not yeah, see that with you. Yeah, and one one twelve January, so it would have been right. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, I saw this with Ned. We went up there and had some drinks and went uh, and Saturday matinee. Yep. So we would have gone straight up from his house to Mass and would have been the closest theater. Uh, we had some drinks. And we went to watch the latest Uvi Bowl, Dr. Uvi Bowl movie. Yep. And I just laughed and laughed and laughed. And then all the way home, just like, what the hell did we just... The same reaction you and I had with House of the Dead. What the hell did we just watch? What the yeah. hell did we... Do you This is the one where... <laughs> it was Burt Reynolds and... <laughs> oh, he guy, was in that, was The guy he? from Scream. Um, <laughs> Skeet Ulrich, I'm guessing. No, no, or... the other one. Uh, God only knows. And he uh, was, I know Ron, Ron Perlman. Wait, was this? Yeah, Ron Perlman. I don't know. I don't think Ron Perlman. Maybe he was. Anyway, he at one point he gets mad at him and takes his gloves off and throws him at him. And they just bounce off his chest while he's standing there. And he goes to catch it. And then he fumbles it. And they just keep rolling. And like you could tell it was totally improvised. Didn't work at all. And... It's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's my Matthew Lillard. Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. That's who it was. Yeah. Oh, man. Good times. That's funny <sighs> stuff. I forgot that I actually saw that in the theater. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that we're going to have a lot of those. Oh, we're off to a rousing start. Okay. Oh, of course. Over to you. Okay, here Bring we go. Bring us up some gold. I'm, I'm going to dig way down into my pile here and 
Let's see what I come up with. Okay, and my movie is... Here we go. Ah, The Crow, City of Angels. Nice! I didn't know that I watched that. Um, at Cinemark Movies 10, uh, on August the 30th of whenever the year that came out. I Seriously, I know nothing about that movie. Uh, that um, one is on your list on my side, by the way. I'm gonna. I want you to rewatch that movie. Because I did obviously, yeah, 1996. Okay, 1996. So, wow, man. So I was probably 21 years old when I saw this. So if I was 21, more than likely I probably saw this with Tim Rastetter. I would guess because he was my horror movie buddy. Um, that was a year before I, we started hanging out again. Yeah, because yeah. we started hanging out. Uh, one of the first movies we saw together in the theater was Alien Resurrection. Yes, that was the first. It was, that was and the, that yeah. was in late '97. That would have been yeah. fall of '90, somewhere in that ballpark, right after yes, I graduated. But, but I, I honestly, I don't remember. I wish I'd have more stories for Crow City of Angels, but I, I don't. Other than. I, I saw it. It I was guess. an under underrated flick, man. I mean, if you compare it to the first one, then yes, it's like, ah, eh, what? And it's really dark. I mean, yeah. dark, dark uh, in tone and, and everything. But if you would, if you view it as a standalone, um, it's actually a pretty decent flick. It's pretty crazy. I mean, the ending gets a little weird, but it's still, it's a, that's a solid film. And it's on, so, it's on your roulette list. Eventually yeah, you're going to watch that. It's so weird. I see uh, that um, David Goyer, wrote the movie. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Huh. All right. Anything well, back else? to you. Okay. Up. Uh, let's see here. I mean, I'm, I'm partially scared what I'm going to pull out of here. No way. Wow. This one's pristine. Um, also, Cinemark Movies 10. Um, this can't be right. Nine seven Sunday. It just says conspiracy. Conspiracy theory. That's what I'm thinking, but it says nine oh nine oh seven. Maybe that's not the year. What year that 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 came out? Like ninety nine, didn't it? Or something. Um, I that's yeah. Early late nineties. Conspiracy. Is there anything um, cons- else? Cons- Consp- yeah, conspiracy theory was in nineteen ninety seven, and then there was conspiracy in two thousand one. Um, oof, not much else. What was a conspiracy in 2001? Kenneth Branagh. I have no idea what that is. So it wasn't, that's, a t- it's, yeah, that's a TV movie. Yeah, so it's, it can't be that. Yeah, th- uh, this had to be conspiracy theory. It must just have the month and day and not the year. A Sunday at Movies 10. That's interesting. Hmm. I have no recollection of seeing that movie. But that's a good movie. Uh, and one I need to watch yeah. again. I, I liked that. Yeah. Back before, yeah, Mel Gibson, uh, Julie Roberts, Richard Donner directed that one. Yeah, before we realized that uh, he was really full-on crazy. <laughs> the Gibson. Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. He just played crazy. But that was a good flick. Yeah, it was. I've, I I saw it in the theater, too, and uh, I think I've only watched it one time, to my knowledge, but I enjoyed it when I, when I saw it. I've watched it a handful of times. I used to have it on VHS, and I think I traded it in when we were trading in uh, bags and bags at the exchange yeah. store at the change uh, when it was changing over to DVD. Uh, that was one of them that went bye-bye. I, I'd pick that up again. Interesting. That opened on my birthday in 1997. So, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. back to me? Yep. Wait a okay. minute. Okay, wait a minute. Your birthday is 9-7? My birthday is August 8th. Mm. Is when that movie was released. 
Okay. So you I, you probably I, watched it a well, month the, later. Well, the date says oh nine oh seven. Yeah, it could have been a month later. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, just trying to figure yeah. out. And some of these I know I've I, like looking through these earlier. Some of these are so faded, like it's going to be hard to figure out what they were for. Yeah. Anyway. Just so you know, I, I reached my hand into my movie stub bag, and this is what I pulled out. Let's see if you can see it. A pacifier. My, uh, my, my son, my son Lucas's first pacifier that we snipped the end off of, and I'm like, I can't throw this away. This is his pacifier, and yeah, it's in my movie bag. It's in my movie ticket stub bag. So, yep, there we go. Okay, next up for me is. Oh, I'm gonna get a real old one here. Um. Ah, end of days at Tinseltown. <laughs> awesome! Yay! Oh, yes. that's great. Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of his—I don't want to say at the end of his run, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I watched that movie with Kevin Weaver and his wife Missy. Oh, that had to go over well. Oh, it went over terrible. A movie about Satan, and it, it went over terrible. Uh, she hated it, and. We were in, we went in thinking, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay, action movie, and it was satanic and evil, and hey, I remember that well. And it was a full theater, and we had to sit down close to the front, and that it didn't go good. Yeah. So. Well, and that movie gets a, a bad rap as being really terrible, and for the bulk of it, I actually kind of enjoy it. And he's yeah, trying. I think that's, he's trying yeah. to be different, and he's playing a darker, moody uh, Arnold that we haven't seen before, and. Because uh, yeah. he's drunk at the time and whatever, it doesn't, I, you know, I, doesn't really I think work that all that great. Good. But, well, it's okay, but the ending is terrible. That's the problem. The, the ending, With the big demon special effect thing. Yeah, just all of that is just terrible. He's like, "Oh, screw you!" And uh, you think yeah. you're bad? I'm worse. You know, he's saying he's worse yeah. than the devil or something. Yeah, Gabriel Byrne was very good as the devil in that everything. movie. Everything. He's one of the, my characters that can be in every movie. I love yeah. Gabriel Byrne. Anyway. Yeah. But Peter Hyams directed that, and uh, he's done a bunch of good stuff, uh, actually. I've, I've liked a bunch of stuff. To him. Time Cop was probably one of Van Damme's best movies. 2010, Outland. Oh, he's done he a lot of good such, movies. He has such a weird filmography. It's just all over the place. And sometimes it it's, is. it's really good, and sometimes it's really dodgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm just looking over his filmography, and, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of really, really good stuff. The Relic, he did The Relic, which I yeah. thought was really good. good. And then he also Great. did a, a Sound of Thunder, which was, ugh. <laughs> Sci-fi dork says passing thumbs up. It's uh, it says he says uh, I like it and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for yeah, that. Yes. <laughs> uh, he oh. also did. Uh, I believe he did 2010. Yeah, he did 2010. Yep. yep. Another good one. All right. Yeah. Okay. My turn. Back to me. We're gonna me and then you do one more and then we'll be done. Okay. Okay. Uh. The day after? What is this? The day after. Day after tomorrow or day? Uh, all I have is the oh, day, day after. There's the day after tomorrow. Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis oh, Quaid. Oh, good God. And that would be Yay. the only time that I saw that movie. <laughs> oh, and that's what you're ending with is a Roland Emmerich joint. Dude, if we're, if we're going to be talking about uh, complaining about bad movies, there's going to be a pile of them in here. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. Uh, the day after Wow, what a... The day after tomorrow, the, the day yeah, after tomorrow. Sorry, the day after tomorrow. What a steaming pile of people running away from weather. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, that was not good. And I remember the first time I saw that in the theater, I thought, oh, that was a good movie, good special effects. And then you rewatch it, and you're like, oh. Oh, no, wait you a thought that. I didn't think yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who to sell that with whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm, I'm sure I'd, I'd probably watch that with my wife because that's. Was that what, that's her time. What year did that come out? 2004. Oof. Wow. Yep. Uh, I, I have no... I mean, I remember watching that movie in the theater, but I have no idea who I saw that with, or... I, I just remember thinking it was just terrible. Anyway. Yeah, did you... Have you watched it... Uh, have you watched that movie since? Or uh, I watched that... about half of it with my... Uh, at my parents' house, because my dad likes it. Some... For some... Uh, my dad likes certain movies. I, some of them just click with him. I And it's very peculiar he's hard to nail down on a well he likes this or he likes that that one just fell into his i like it pile and i you know for on that level of watching with the parents i'm okay with that i'll I'll watch it with you you know what i mean like because sometimes it's so hard to find something to watch yeah no i got you i'm right there with you okay Give me a, reach that hand in blind. I want, I don't want, don't, okay. be, don't be picking yep. out something cool to yep. finish on. I actually, no, I actually picked out one and I, I, I truly, I can't see what it is. So I'm going to have to repick because it's, it's, it's so faded. I don't know what it is. It's, um, I know it's at Hoyt's theater. Oh, that I was, see it, was that, uh, I mean, Dover? It's, it's such a, yeah, Dover. And I, I literally, I can't I see what I have so many said. of those and those are the most faded ones. Yeah. So I'm, I, unfortunately I'm going to have to repick because I truly do not know what, um, what that was. So, okay, going back into my stash. Here we go. Um, ah, here's one with you, Skyline. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, not bad. Good movie. Have you watched yeah. it since the theater? Uh, I have not. Uh, uh-uh. I watched it uh, when it came up on Netflix. I was like, I gotta give that one another watch because I think we both agreed the bulk of the movie was pretty bad. Uh, some good special effects, but. Yep. Bad acting and story and character arcs and blah blah, but then the ending, that, that movie is worth it because that was the, awesome. the ending kicks yes. ass. And I totally agree. I rewatched it. Uh, same review. The, the, most of it is like, whew, this is hard. But then the ending is so good, and I'm excited yeah. because there is a sequel that they have made, yeah. and it's coming. I don't know when it's coming out, but I, and it's probably direct to Netflix or something like that. But I, that's probably. the movie I want to see. Now you do know that the the directors of that movie made Alien versus Predator Requiem. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I'm I'll watch stuff that they come out with cuz yeah, I remember liking Skyline and I really like Requiem. So Yep. Um I'm glad that we ended on that one. That was a good one. It so. was. And just uh glancing into my uh tub here, I'm seeing so many good things that I wish yeah. we were invented on, but what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah, I have a feeling that we're going to if we keep doing this, we're going to end on a bunch of them that that we probably can't quite like because I literally could not read what was on that. Hoyt's oh, there's there's stuff. a there's a ton of, and the Hoyts ones were ripped in half. So like I'm I just grabbing a couple Hoyts ones here. Here's one that just says God. No idea what that is. Yeah, uh, and I, you can t- like I can tell it's the left side or the right side. Here's one that just says independence uh, dependence or pendence, independence probably Independence Day. Here's one yeah. that just says Mission Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible? one two Maybe. who knows. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. wow, yeah, we could, I think that we could literally make a full episode of just doing this. Oh, it would take fun. us months to get through this box. I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> and somewhere in this bag is Alien Resurrection, and uh, but like here's one. Not, I know we're done with this, but 
I don't even know. Fifty first. What's that? Fifty first dates. Yeah, fifty first. Like, is it five zero first? Is that what you're selling me? Yeah. Yeah, fifty first dates. Adam Sandler. So you went on a date oh. to see a movie. That's what you did. Was this before Joni? <laughs> I don't don't what? answer okay. that question. Just put it back uh, yeah. in the bag. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. okay. Recently watched. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing too I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to come into uh, date movies in here and it'll be curious to see if we can actually remember who that was yes uh, yes there's only a couple that I actually remember being date movies with with not my wife yeah usually never ended well anyway yeah. uh, which is why I, I uh, married my wife huh. yeah so, there you go okay um, I'm going to let you kick off recently watched okay uh, recently watched, uh, I'm going to start with a Roger Corman movie, but, but not a, I hesitate to say not a cheesy Roger Corman movie because all Roger Corman movies are generally, yeah, Roger you know, Corman you know, movies, Roger. <laughs> yeah. But back in the day, uh, he did a series of Edgar Allan Poe, uh, adaptions and uh, through the sixties. And, uh, so I've been really getting into those lately. And so I watched one called, uh, the haunted palace. And Vincent Price stars in it, and it's uh, it's a Edgar Allan Poe movie, kind of, but it's actually more of an H.P. Lovecraft adaption. And uh, a a thumbs up, big thumbs up, three and a half out of five stars for me. You would definitely like it. I know you'd like it. Put it on Um, the roulette. Yeah, it it's a it's a solid flick. It's got the '60s feel to it. You can tell everything is done on a set, but. Anything with Vincent Price, anything with him in it, elevates the movie immediately. He was a great actor, uh, a special a character actor. He played this certain role in all his movies, regardless if he was a good guy or a bad guy. And same with, goes with Christopher Lee. Uh, they just had this certain persona about them, and, and Vincent Price was, was like that. And uh, take him out of the movie, and it wouldn't have been quite as good, but the storyline is, is very good, and it's interesting to watch these really old Roger Corman movies. Cause when I think of Roger Corman, I think of, uh, sorceress and, and, you know, humanoids from the deep and stuff like that. But then you watch some of these really old sixties movies and it's like, that was a very well done movie. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's of, of its time, but it's very well done. And the acting is really good. And the story is really good in the lush photography and everything about it is very professionally done. So it's, Roger Corman is not this just this cheap filmmaker guy that's made hundreds of movies. He really has a a, a list of great movies that he's done, and uh, uh, that's that's one of them. Haunted Palace gets a big thumbs up from me. I think you would really enjoy it. Cool, I'd like to check it out. Okay, my turn. Um, Transatlantic Tunnel. This is one that I I added because it looks like an old school um, mystery science theater. It'll be fun for a sci-fi movie. It'll be fun for that. They're digging a tunnel from Britain to America. Um, so, Mystery Science Theater, wee! It's terrible. Didn't even finish it. It's all talking and uh, no... I, I want spaceships on strings and cheese, you know, and none of that, uh, unfortunately. So, I didn't even finish that one. Completely forget it. Next up, uh, The Real Story, The Amityville Horror. Um... This was okay. I didn't love it. Um, it had some interesting insight, but I, I kind of get annoyed when the, when these documentaries 
quote-unquote documentaries. This is one of those 45-minute, obviously was a TV show yeah. or something like that. And they're like, was it true or was it a big hoax perpetrated by these people? And then they have all these talking heads that just blah, 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 and nothing is ever decided by the end. Lots of creepy music here and there and reenactments. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is just bad. As far as documentary filmmaking goes, it's just bad. Um and they brought up some interesting points. I really don't feel like the Lutzes were faking it. I, I just really didn't. No, me too. They were trying I, to I, disprove I that. that. I did not get that vibe. Even from the people that were like naysayers or nothing happened to me and I didn't buy this part of their story. And yeah, maybe nothing happened to you. But it sure felt to me like these people were not making this up. And, you know, they didn't really get all that much out of it. So why would they? What, what would be yeah. the point? Other than maybe I was trying to think of uh, the reason for coming up with a hoax like that. Why would you do that? Like, just yeah. trying to get out of the mortgage, maybe? I, but even that yeah. is so extreme. Yeah, I, I do I do think that the story behind that, though, it's very interesting. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you that I, I can't imagine that they made all of that up. Um, and that's the, that's the major thing that I got out of that was I don't feel that that was that they were making that up. If you really so. want a, a better breakdown, a better uh, behind-the-scenes insight into this movie, or forget this movie, not this movie, but, uh, but that story of the Amityville Horror, there's an, a podcast called How Is This Movie? Uh, and they did an episode breaking down the Amityville Horror, the true stuff behind it. And just it's only like 30 minutes, but it was great it was great i loved it and you should definitely check it out and i encourage our audience to go uh listen to that as well that's one of the very few podcasts that i will i will kick a bone to because i i I, that it's a good podcast um but their breakdown of it and they play uh bits from interviews of actual people and it was sweet it was very much what i was hoping this would be but it was not anyway uh okay over you cool Okay, so my next movie is one is a Toby Hooper movie, not a Toby Hooper movie. That's when a Toby Hooper movie is produced by Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and the movie I am referencing is to, uh, 1982's Poltergeist. Jurassic Park 2. Oh, sorry. Two, yeah. <laughs> um, everything about Poltergeist, and this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, one of the things when watching this movie is everything about Poltergeist is Steven Spielberg. Everything about it. The way it's shot, the music, um, which is John Williams' score, everything the act, everything about it screams Steven Spielberg. And there's a whole lot of drama about behind the scenes about this movie, about uh, Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper bump, uh, butting heads on this. Um, I, I personally, I have come around a lot on Toby Hooper movies, his mm-hmm. earlier stuff. He's got a lot of good movies. He really does. Um, and I do think that he did direct the movie, but I think that it was almost a, a hired gun and that really Steven Spielberg was pretty much calling the shots on that thing. Even the special effects in it, it just it reminded me of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, with the lights and everything, everything I, about it. I agree. It, if you watch it, it feels way more like a Spielberg movie than a uh, Ho- Toby uh, Hooper Ho- movie. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but regardless of that, it is a great movie. And regardless of the drama behind it, and it, it, obviously there was drama, it's amazing how great of a movie that is. The special effects are still good. The storyline is still good. The acting is still good. Uh, the little girl, Jo Beth Williams, 
every scene she's in, I she, that's a, a she was really good as the kind of creepy little blonde girl in the movie. Yeah. Um, and you know, she, there's all sorts of you know creepy stuff about that movie, and you know, she passed away way way young, and someone else and someone else from uh, Poltergeist did too. I'm not sure if it was the older daughter. Uh, but someone else died in the, died after the movie came out. But anyway, great movie. I'm not sure how the remake. I was going to say, what up. do you think about the remake? You know, my big thing with that is that you know I'm I'm a fan of I'll watch remakes. Um, I'm not as gung ho as I used to be on them. But Sam Rockwell is the dad in the movie, I believe, and I like Sam Rockwell, and I'll give it a chance. But I have a feeling it's going to be another one of those. Flashy, jump, scary, loud, loud music. noises. Yeah, yeah, ty- uh, overproduced type things. But you know, you never know. It might be uh, another ring. Yeah, uh, Gore there, there are good remakes out there. You got to admit it. There is. Yeah. So, uh, but but regardless, Poltergeist is a fantastic movie, and it is truly a classic uh, science fiction horror. I guess not really science fiction, but it more is of a, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting watching that now. Uh, that was PG rated. That's a pretty rough PG-rated movie there. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't show it, starts, I don't think I'd show it to my wife, let alone my kid. <laughs> yeah, it was creepy, but uh, good movie. Very good movie. You moved the headstones, but you didn't move the graves. Yeah. Yeah, and the one guy that starts ripping his face apart in the and mirror. I, I, I'm like, I, seriously, I've seen it like once, I, and I own it. I, I need to watch it. Oh, that wow. I, it was one that just, like I was talking about earlier with... Uh, on Facebook with Goonies, it just passed me by. Yeah. I just never got yeah. around. I, it, it wasn't on purpose. I just didn't. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you're done, that's uh, it. Yep. I'm going to do a little trifecta of stand-up comedy because that doesn't take oh, much time. Let's let's see if I've watched any of the ones that you have. I, I had a couple. Of I really things. hope you haven't. To tell you the truth. Uh, okay. The fluffy movie. I watched that. Did you watch it? Nope. Good. Nope. Don't. And the reason I'm saying don't is because this should not be your introduction to Gabriel Iglesias. He gets okay. kind of serious in this one and talks about family life and uh, gets into some real heavy topics. And he's one of those uh, uh, stand-up guys that doesn't have a pre-prepared spiel. He he goes out there and wings it every night. He's one. He's a he does. He's a Robin Williams type. You know, he might, oh, wow. he might he might have a like an outline of five things. I'm going to talk about this, and then I'll move into this and that and that, and that's about it. You know, there are other guys oh, that that's are interesting. there are other guys yeah. that are completely programmed from top to bottom. He's not one of them, and that's great. Uh, and it's a good it's a good flick. It's a good stand up, but it's not uh, laugh a second. It's it, he gets serious, but the stuff he gets serious about is very interesting. It's great. I love it. But this shouldn't be your intro to Gabriel because. You'll probably be like, "Ugh, come on! It's all heavy and family stuff." And watch his other stand-ups first, and then move to this, and then you'll understand. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, next okay. up is Lewis Black, Old Yeller, live at the Borgata. Yet another fine stand-up from Mister Lewis Black. If you want to know how I stand politically, it's with him. We hate everybody, and equally, we hate everybody <laughs> equally. Left, right, middle, everyone. I love it. <laughs> um, next up is one we just finished up before starting this recording. That was Nick Offerman, American Ham. Uh, Nick Offerman, do you know who that is? He is the he's on Parks and Rec. Oh, I started I started that with my wife and then uh, immediately turned it off because no. Yeah, that's not one for the wife. 
It's it's yeah. too filthy for that. But you should finish it because it is funny and it's good and you would like it. He is okay. he, he at first glance he would come off as uber right, but he's actually more central right. There's some stuff he's quite right and some stuff he's way left. Uh, at the end of the day, he turns out to be what I would say is pretty damn libertarian. And in that, you should enjoy his stand-up because it's it's quite funny. It's not like one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but it gives me the giggles. If you like that character in Parks and Rec, you're gonna like the stand-up. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, you'll and you should finish it. it not, okay. Not wife. It's it's yeah. It's I filthy. Found that out it quickly. gets worse towards the, the the third part of that act. Oh yo yo. It, okay. It <laughs> gets real filthy. Uh, too okay. filthy to talk about on our PG thirteen show. Yes. Yeah, okay. Back to you. Um, I'll I'll just the only stand up comedy that I watched uh, within the last week is Aziz Ansari's Madison Square Garden show. Okay. We well we started. Uh, there was two that just came up on Netflix. We started the other one and we actually stopped because a lot of baby jokes and toddler oh, pedophile really? jokes and it's just like from him yes it was just oh because like, there was ugh. none of that in this one uh, yeah this was a different one this wasn't the madison square garden one it was a and it was just like dude I, like i can kind of watch that and be like ha 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 but i got a one-year-old and a three-year-old and the wife ain't having it and understandably yeah. so you know it's just not in the mood yeah. for that kind of stuff anyway sorry yeah. well I, I will say this about madison square garden uh this is my thought on any stand-up comedy act where the comedian is at a huge venue like like Madison Square Garden, I immediately am taken out of the comedy show. I'm more of a fan of, and this is weird because I'm watching it on TV or whatever, but whenever it just seems like whenever a comedian is at a huge venue, it loses some of its humor. I'm like, you're talking in front of 15,000, 20,000 people. Uh, it just like, and I think he's. I agree. Funny. I agree. I like the smaller ones. I, I like the smaller. Yeah, I do. When it comes to uh, bands, I like the smaller venues for the concerts, yeah. and it's the same with the the comedians. Yeah, I, and I, I before I started this, I thought to myself, okay, the last huge comedy show I watched, I think, was Kevin Hart, which I think he's funny, but I I think he was he may have been at Madison Square Garden too, but I, I'm like, eh, it was okay. I watched that funny. one too. His first few are fantastic. And they're, then they're the, hilarious. The bigger he gets, it's sort of, eh. Yeah. And same with this Aziz. And I think he, Aziz is really funny, but, uh, this one here, it was good. It had some good jokes, but it, it was very much all, you could tell it was pre-planned and the jokes were, it, it was off of almost a script. Like he memorized yeah. it and it was good, but, um, so, but the only the main reason I brought that up is one you brought up uh, stand up comedy yeah. acts, and then two I just went to chime in on huge venues versus the small little clubs. Those are those are my favorites. I completely agree. I really do. Uh, so okay, um, I have stuff I want to talk about. Wow, I ran to the Dollar Theater for Hobbit Three: The Battle of the Five Armies because surprise, not only can uh, our Dollar Theater do great 3d apparently they can do the high frame rate i had no idea this is the first one that's been there i guess Uh, they can do the high frame rate so i was like you know what i haven't seen the hfr since um the first hobbit movie and that was at tinseltown in the badass theater the xd theater i was like i want to i want to take another trip down that road and see see if my opinion changes at all my opinion has changed and that is that I am not on board. My God. 
Whew, that was rough. I, I, I echo everything that you said. It totally feels like a Peter Jackson, a cut theatrical version. Scenes begin yeah. and end kind of at random here and there. And it just feels like, like with he's becoming a Ridley Scott where you're like, well, that was nice, but I'll wait for the director's cut where everything is smooth and coherent and, and yeah. uh, broken up. But um, I don't know, man. That high frame rate, uh, dude, that, that looks like ass when they're doing just regular <laughs> stuff. And I'll tell you another thing I noticed. This is only my second trip, but another thing I noticed, uh, camera movements. Now, you're dealing with, maybe this is just completely stupid. I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker. I've dabbled with you in a couple of things, so I might know, I I know just enough to be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're ramping up the uh, frame rate to 48 frames per second, it would seem to me that you have to, when you're moving the camera, like in a camera pan or a camera zoom, you have to move the camera half as fast. Otherwise, it's going to be twice as shaky because it, surely seems like they they ramped up uh, to the 48 frames per second and then they move the camera at the same pace that they do with 24 and it becomes like really uh, uh, jittery like when uh, on the edges when they're moving it it just it it felt real shaky cam this if there's anything that's the polar opposite of a shaky cam movie it's a hobbit peter jackson lord of the rings type affair those are perfectly smooth pans all the time. Suddenly we got this jerky born identity thing going on, and I'm like, what the hell, dude? It just does not fit. And then we cut from that to uh, super smooth, everything is CGI, dragon flying around. That's another thing. Um, after watching this movie, they really bungled um, when the movies should have begun, began and ended. Like... Uh, the the, uh, the uh, ending the last one with smog heading for Lake Town, that sucked, dude. That sucked. And starting this one off and smog attacks Lake. I'm not spoiling. Smog attacks yeah, no. Lake Town and then gets killed in the first ten minutes. That should have been the climax of the last movie. They really, really boned that up. You could have so easily started this movie off with people picking up from the Lake Town attack and moving forward. That would have made fine sense. That had to be some uh, film studio stepping in and saying, no, 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 you gotta start off with a big action thing, not end with a big action. I don't know, that's, that was lame, dude. I, especially when I saw the way that, that Lake Town was handled, that should have been the end of the second movie. That would have worked so well. You end with Smog, Smog goes down, and then Lake Town's picking up, beginning of the third movie that would have been it just the pacing felt really jacked to me but yeah what do yeah. i oh, know no, I, i'm right there with you i'm right there with you with the pacing it was off it, it needs to have it that one there i could easily see an extra 30 minutes put back in the movie and it will definitely help the movie i think i agree and i'll tell you i've watched half of uh the first hobbit in 24 frames per second regular normal vision uh, here at home in 2D. Uh, granted, the 3D, all the 3D stuff was fine, but the high frame rate is is what's throwing me. But the, uh, uh, as for the first one in regular vision, looks like a movie. Doesn't look like that yeah. daytime soap opera crap again. It looks good. It looks like a movie. So at yeah. this point, at this stage of the game, I think the uh, the HFR is going to be the future eventually. But at this stage of the game, uh, put me in the 24 camp. 
Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I know what you mean. And it's it's a novel thing to see it in the theater, and you're like, oh, wow, this is different. This is something unique and different that you don't see every day. But, man, it immediately you're like, oof, this is like the hugest budget Discovery Channel TV show oh, I've ever seen. It's bad, man. It's bad. I, I, it's, so. it's hard to describe how it looks, but every little tiny camera twitch where they're just moving to follow the actor, it should be at half time. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the cameraman's trying to move to keep the actor in a certain amount of frame, and he should yeah. move that half as fast. He's moving regular speed that he's been trained at 24 frames. But at 48, it's it, it becomes jerky and jittery, and it just looks bad. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, so next up for me is... Uh, I, I hate to keep harping on the eighties, but I watched the explore. I watched the explorers, and I love that movie. That's all right. And I just I, I wanted to touch base on it. It's a kids movie, but this is a kids movie that I huge huge thumbs up. This is a Joe Dante movie back when he was at his peak. Uh, I mean, this guy did a lot of great movies: The Burbs, Piranha, uh, Gremlins. He's done a bunch of good movies and explorers yeah. is another one that i think is fantastic river phoenix is in this um is it kevin dylan was in this or uh, uh one no. of the dylans was in uh, i don't know about the dylans it was uh river phoenix and um <laughs> oh man the guy from uh from uh, daybreakers why, why do i bring up yeah him. how do i come to daybreakers for all the great shit he's been in i bring up daybreakers <laughs> yeah. uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, thank you. Yeah. Daybreaker. <laughs> Daybreaker. <laughs> Why? Not even Sinister. Not Daybreaker. Not even Sinister. Daybreaker. Uh, but it, it that is such a cool movie. I it's it's I love the, the Wait, whole wait, wait. Who is the third guy? There was another guy. The, the the other guy is uh I hate to say he's a no name, but he didn't do a whole lot. Um he he wasn't in a whole lot. Uh, Steve Johnson, I believe it is. he was in Steve Johnson. <laughs> I, seriously, he he was not in hardly anything. Um, okay, at all. My, my bad. Yeah, I, I so, was. Th- I thought there was three people that were of note in that. Oh well. Yeah. Um, Eyeball Chambers character, the guy from the guy from Stand by Me, named Eyeball Chambers. He was one of the bad guys in this movie. Um, but that's neither. Oh, let's there. not forget Dick Miller. Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. the The legendary Dick Miller is in this. Yeah, but uh, but the the special effects done by I loved this when I started the movie. Like special effects by Rob Bottin. I'm like, ah, Rob Bottin did the effects in this. He did the special effects for the thing. Yeah. And uh, and the Howling, uh, or was it or was it American Werewolf in London? Mm, uh, one of I'm those just two. gonna go with yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it, it it holds up. I'll tell you what. For a movie made in 1985 that deals with a lot of special effects, it holds up extremely well. Uh, the outer space stuff and the flying around in the little spaceship thing hold up great. Uh, the comedy with the kids landing on the spaceship and the, the everything is everything is done in a Joe Dante funny sort of way. So the aliens that they meet in space are these goofy, weird-looking things, and it's all played for laughs. The cast is great. The special effects are great. <clears throat> it holds up very, very well. Uh, I, I was wondering how well it was going to hold up actually I haven't seen this movie in quite a while but it's a great 80's movie uh, it 
Everything about it, I like. It is. I, it is, and there's there's that weird turn in the third act where all of a sudden it becomes a a full full comedy with the, I know with the, yeah. with the aliens, and I didn't know how uh, like. Even when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's lame. And then over the years, I was like, oh, no, that's really cool. That's funny. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Oh, it's funny. I showed it it to uh, wife and kid, and I was like, how are they going to react to this weird turn in the third act? They liked it, which was very surprising, but they liked it. Anyway. Yeah, good movie. Big, big thumbs up. Um Joe Dante for me, I I think that the Burbs might be my favorite movie from him. Uh, that movie Man, was great. I watch that. Man, that was a great movie. Uh, and if my wife says the same thing about an '80s comedy, a dark '80s comedy, and she was like, "That was good," that's saying something because she doesn't usually go for those. And she likes the Explorers as well, by the way. But she really likes the Burbs. So Joe Dante, back in the day, man, that guy he did some good stuff. Yeah, so, I agree. Anyway. Okay, uh, Sword Art Online. Now, this one gets confusing to talk about because you tell people you should be watching Sword Art Online, and people go, that sounds like a game. Well, it is a game. Uh, Well, so I should be playing it, or... No. This is an anime series, okay? It's called Sword Art Online. And uh, the story behind it is these people log into this game that's about to be released. Everybody logs in on day one, Sword Art Online. We're going to play this uh, online virtual reality uh, massive multiplayer game. And then they discover that, uh, as the people tell them very quickly, uh, you're trapped in this game. And you have to go through 100 levels to get to the top. And if you defeat the boss, you escape with your life. And if you die, you die for real in the real world. Sound like an interesting premise for an anime? It does, yeah. It's awesome. It was so great. <laughs> That's all I've been watching this week. I burned through 20, all 25 episodes. Oh, wow. The, well, I've been watching it for a couple of weeks, but I burned through the last uh, 10 in, in this week. Very. Oh, it was great. I, 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 I absolutely loved it. And some of it gets a little emo because they're, they're teen kids, but most of it is just, oh, it's just so damn good. I, I, I had such a ball watching this 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 series i i want it on my shelf it's it was great i i'm i'm not sure if there's going to be a second series or if there is i haven't done any uh research into it but man if you're at all into anime you need to check out this run it was awesome i totally dug it anyway uh back to you okay i've got one more and then i'm i'm all done and uh um Well, uh, <laughs> I, I have to touch on, and I touched on this movie on my own show, but I've got to talk, well, just briefly, I actually hinted about it, um, and that would be Jim Wynowski's Chopping Mall. <laughs> I have to talk about this movie because it's we so much fun. We start with Jim, and we end we with We end Jim. with Jim, and the thing is, I know you would like this movie. It's such a cool I'll Roger Corman it. movie. Yeah, oh, it's it's great. I mean, it's it's your type of horror movie. Um Mid eighties, uh, more science fictiony than horror. Uh, hilarious acting, seventy five minutes long. Uh, these silly looking robots are going around this shopping mall after hours, killing off really bad. Uh, eight, I might have seen act- this movie. I think I saw this. Oh, you may have. There's there's three robots, and they all look like big trash cans. <laughs> and 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 <laughs> whenever they punch this, 
Whenever they kill someone, they have a <clears throat> excuse me. They say, "Have a nice day." <laughs> so, uh, horrible '80s actress gets her head blown off, and have a nice day, and it's it's great. Uh, I, I thought it was a blast. I mean, the, the 75 minutes goes by so fast, and it's everything I like about the '80s is encapsulated in something like that. Just cheap, fast-paced, funny. It, it there. It's not even remotely pretentious. It's this is what we're doing. Here you go. Enjoy. Um, but boy, there you part, go. Of me, part of me really says that I saw that. That you made me watch that at some point. Oh, I probably did. Oh, I probably boy. did. But okay. yeah. So. Oh well, I mean, we're used to hearing all that kind of nonsense from you. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's go on to something that we're not used to hearing from anyone. And that is Godzilla versus Mega Gears. Oh. <laughs> Hey, it's your fault. You told me today. He texted me and he goes, Oh, please tell me we're done with all these freaking Godzilla movies. Oh, hey, that reminds me. I need to watch a Godzilla movie. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so, I yes, I sat it. down and watched Godzilla vs. Mechagirus. Mechagirus? Mechagirus? It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of G's and a lot of vowels. It's hard to pronounce. Uh, and as usual, I'm just going to run down my notes. Uh, the plan is to create a black hole to swallow Godzilla and send him to another dimension. Uh, the black hole cannon thing is totally badass. Uh, alien-sized monster hatches from egg from other dimension after cannon test fire starts killing people. The more it feeds, the bigger it gets. This is the first Godzilla movie I've seen with actual blood. When these, these things are killing people, blood splatter blood splatter. Pretty sweet. Never really seen that before in a Godzilla movie. When was uh, this made? This one was... Uh, I don't have in front of me that, like, uh, we're into the 2000s now. This is after 2000. I'm going chronologically, oh, okay, okay. so we're like 2005, something like that. Um, while investigating dead creature, one of the dead creatures at sea, Godzilla arises under their little uh, floaty raft boat, okay? Uh, the one guy goes up to the helicopter in the zip line, and the lady jumps onto the back of Godzilla and rides him. And it's just badass. <laughs> Shoots him with a homing dart so that they can keep following him. Hundreds of giant dragonflies attack. Lots of Godzilla fire breath, which is totally awesome. Uh, Megagira Skyrus is a giant mosquito. Still cooler than Mothra. This is one of the better ones. Like when you get around to going to on your Godzilla thon, and you ask me, and I will, I know I all of the good. I know you will too. I know, and you're gonna ask me which are the ones I should watch. This is gonna be one of like the three where I'm like Godzilla 2000, Godzilla vs Destroya, Godzilla vs this one. Awesome, I loved it. Now I've only got like uh, four left to round out the end of uh the godzilla movies and then I, there's a bunch like in the first gen that i haven't i don't have access to uh but i'm almost done i'm just i'm gonna wean down i'll just try and do like one a week so i don't over uh, and i'm not overbearing with godzilla stuff on you you know you spend all of your time watching freaking italian trash okay anything else that you want to add no, any, any any other reviews nope i'm good that we've covered okay. the gamut there <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I'll just have to save Dracula Untold and Oblivion for next time. Oh, that so, and that will make great, uh, great discussion topics there. It will. Those were 
movies and how I felt about them, you'll have to wait and see. Okay, until next time, please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly on iTunes. As always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. I'm Eric Barner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you.